welcome to Easy, Easy Big, Big Takes. Takes, the podcast, where we, re- where we read you the one-star reviews of your favorite movies and more. My name's Kat. I'm Riley, and we are doing a TV show today. I always forgot. What's, what what's it called? <laughs> They're what separate. It <laughs> I, <was like> the- <laughs> I had no clue. I always forget what it's called. Sometimes you'll say it, I go, what is it? Oh, yeah. A TV show thing. I usually fumble through saying it every time we do it, so I feel like we should change the name. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Too late now. So this week I decided to pick, because we have been talking about it so much, I was like, okay, we gotta do it. SpongeBob SquarePants. Whoa! Formative. Like, I I am the person I am today because of that show. It is so embedded in my memory and childhood. It's our Looney Tunes. We were talking about that earlier. Yeah, we had some Looney Tunes in there, but this Gen Alpha and Gen Z and some Millennials share this. We share SpongeBob. Mm-hmm. So I'll go ahead and start getting into the facts. Uh, it started in 1999, and it's still ongoing. I thought they canceled it a few years ago, but nope, it's on its 15th season, strong as ever. I always thought there was like a time period, like after Hillenburg passed, where they stopped or something for a little bit. They might have. Something like that, but I don't think, I don't know. They're on their 15th season now, they signed a contract for it. I'm just going to give a little rundown about this. SpongeBob SquarePants is an American animated television series created by marine science educator and animator Steven Hillenburg reared on Nickelodeon as a sneak peek after the 1999 Kids' Choice Awards on May 1st, 1999, and officially premiered on July 17th, 1999. I always forget that he, like, straight up actually knows about marine biology and- He's a marine biologist and an animator, which is a crazy double degree. Oh, sorry, not to interrupt you again, but there was a four-year gap from 2012 to 2016. Okay. That makes sense because I feel like it, I could have sworn I heard years ago that it was canceled or something, but that makes sense. Mm-hmm. As of 2019, the series is the fifth longest running American animated series. Its popularity made it a media franchise, the highest rated Nickelodeon series, and the most profitable property for Paramount consumer products. By 2019, it had generated over $13 billion in merchandising revenue. I know the number one is like The Simpsons, and now I want to know what the other four are. Or the other three. Family Guy, maybe, I guess, has been on as long. Family Guy, maybe. I mean, that's been on since the early days, for sure. Yeah. Like, it started in 98 or something like that. I think it's probably, like, Simpsons, Family Guy, South Park, SpongeBob, I think, are probably. Yeah. Which is so funny that SpongeBob's out there (laughs) with all these adult (laughs) cartoon shows. But that's the funny thing about SpongeBob. It's, It's for the kids, but, like, it really, even as an adult, it's fucking funny. Yeah. Our parents watched it with us, essentially. The whole reason I watched it is because my dad was like, I'm turning something on the TV, SpongeBob. All right, let's watch it. Even though my mom specifically told us, we're not watching Spongebob. Yeah. Or she didn't specifically tell us. I was very, very young. She'd prefer not. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure she told my dad, like, hey, don't just put on anything on the TV, like Spongebob or anything. I don't want them yeah. watching that. And he turned around and turned on the TV. Spongebob, he's like, I'm, well, I want to watch it and see what's <laughs> what's going on with it. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> mm-hmm. I found what the ranking of it is. And I don't know if this counts as American. I don't know if it's originally Japanese or not. But so it's The Simpsons, South Park. Pokemon, which makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense, yeah. And then SpongeBob is like number four, and then it's um, number five is Looney Tunes. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Many of the series' ideas originated in the Intertidal Zone, an unpublished educational comic book Hillensburg created in 1989 to teach his students about undersea life. That's so cool. Right? It's un- it's unpublished, though. I wish I could... I wish I could see it, though. I wish, like, it- they would posthumously publish it if you wanted that. If you wanted that, yeah. But... I can I can understand the rights probably go to Nickelodeon though because it's Nickelodeon property at that point. Yeah, licensed characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is so shitty. Hillenburg joined Nickelodeon in 1992 as an artist on Rocco's Modern Life. After Rocco was canceled in 1996, he began developing SpongeBob SquarePants into a television series the same year. And in 1997, a seven-minute pilot was pitched Nickelodeon. The network's executives wanted SpongeBob to be a child in school, but Hillenburg preferred SpongeBob to be an adult character. He was prepared to ban the series, but was compromised by creating a boat school so Spongebob could attend school as an adult. I love that he was like, no, this is a grown-ass man. <laughs> this is a grown-ass man. He is not a child. Yeah, that's so funny to think about. Most of the shows we watched, there was a kid that was the main character, but it's just a straight-up 30-year-old 
SpongeBob's a grown ass man. He lives alone. He was born in 1986. Like, he's a grown ass man. When we watched him, he was like 35. Like exactly, exactly. <laughs> he lives alone. He has a, he pays a mortgage. Has a job. Like has a cat. Has a cat. Broadway musical based on it opened in 2017 to a critical claim. We all know who that spawned. <laughs> I saw someone make a TikTok. They're like, can you guys stop calling him SpongeBob? You're like ruining it. <laughs> You're ruining SpongeBob for me. He's not SpongeBob. He's just Ethan Slater and he's a dumb bitch. Ugh, he's a gross bitch. And he looks like her brother. Ew, that's right. Ugh. Anyway. The series is also known for having a profound impact on Generation Z. And that's us. Uh, it, it's it's it shaped us as people it really did you walk into a room full of gen z people and you throw out a spongebob line people are gonna finish that line you know how many times during this podcast i say here comes the joy of this <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> it is one of the most quotable things season two i was looking through it i was like oh my god it is so good i was thinking about the hibernation one that one grosses me out so much when they fucking wax her and use it to keep themselves warm <laughs> i love it where she just rips Patrick's head off and he's just sitting there looking stupid with his head ripped off. Is, is that where he goes, where's the leak, ma'am? No, that's Doodle Bob. Oh, yeah, and gets, his head. Yes. <laughs> where's the leak, ma'am? Doodle Bob is like cat in the hat. Like, it's stressful. It is. It's weird. There are so many SpongeBob episodes that were stressful. The other one that stresses me out is the rock bottom one. Yeah, that's a stressful one. Well, it's just like, ugh, he needs to get home. Someone listen to him. <laughs> I can't understand <laughs> your accent. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go ahead and read the cast. The most interesting thing about this cast, one, there's a hundred more people I could have put on here, but I just decided to stick with like, main characters yeah but here's the thing most main characters voice other characters like a lot of animated stuff they do that like tom kenny voices primarily spongebob gary and the narrator i always loved when he showed up like him as like a real life like patchy yeah he played patchy the pirate yeah those bits were great i love patchy i love those he's so doofenshmirtz he is he is I love him. Roger Bumpass, who plays Squidward and multiple <laughs> other characters. Bill Fagerbake. <laughs> I can't be his name. Bumpass or Fagerbake? Which one are you trying to put? I don't know. But he voices Patrick and other characters as well. Fancy Brown, who plays Mr. Krabs. Mr. Lawrence, who plays Plankton. And he's also the guy that yells, my leg. Yeah. Wait a minute. The guy who voices Patrick was in Jennifer's body. Oh yeah, he's the dad of the guy who gets killed in the woods. That's right. I remember that. <laughs> it's in his top. It's all SpongeBob and then it's Jennifer's body as his like what he's known for. Queen. Queen. I love it. That's so fantastic. If that's my INDB, that's perfect. I love that. <laughs> all the things I love in one place. That is so <laughs> random and so funny. Yeah. Oh wait, Clancy Brown, the guy who does um Mr. Krabs, he was in Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> yeah. There's a fun fact about that later, actually. Okay. Dee Bradley Baker plays Bubble Bass, and I believe he also plays, um, what's Squidward's nem nemesis? Squilliam, Fancy Son. Squilliam, Fancy Son. I believe that's him. Jill Talley, who plays Karen. Carolyn Lawrence, who plays Sandy Cheeks. Lori Allen is Pearl Krabs. And then Mary Jo Catlett is Mrs. Puff. Creators, Tim Hill, Nick Jennings, and Derek Dryman. And obviously, of course, the creator of the show is Steven Hillenburg. Mm -hmm. So we have some trivia. The show's creator, Steven Hillenburg, was a marine biologist. When he pitched the show to Nickelodeon, he brought in a fish tank into the boardroom and explained what was living inside it. He then placed a cartoon drawing of SpongeBob into the tank and said, this is SpongeBob, the star of your new show. And this is our guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's a hell of a pitch though. Like that's, that's pretty good. Like you got their attention. Oh, for sure. But I'm just imagining him putting a drawing in there and being like, huh? <laughs> look at this guy look at him dance isn't he funny look at him <laughs> could you imagine being a student of his like a former student of his and seeing like the characters from the comic book that he used to teach you i would be so excited that's so cool that's really cool and it's like this huge fucking hit steven hillenberg stopped making new episodes in 2002 to work on the spongebob squarepants movie which came out in 2004 nickelodeon had eight unaired episodes and aired two or three a year i guess I, we weren't conscious enough to notice that i guess yeah i guess not because it for the longest time though it was you kept seeing the same ones over and over it was those first two seasons spongebob was originally designed wearing a green base 
baseball cap. You're not cool enough for that. I know. I'm glad they got rid of that. I was like, no, get that out of here. Almost every time a character throws something away, glass breaks. <laughs> I forgot what show this was. It could have been from SpongeBob, but I'm pretty sure it's from a different cartoon show. You could kill as many characters as you want as long as they exploded at the end. Mm-hmm. For some reason, for the ex- for producers and executives, that was PG enough for kids. Yeah, it was comical enough for it to pass ratings like well say you know in the band geek one those flag spinners they you know they fly into the air and they <laughs> crash into the <laughs> the, the zeppelin <laughs> so, and they like they start playing taps yes like they clearly die i'm like that's violent but then but that was my adult brain yeah i was like what the fuck <laughs> like as a kid i was completely unfazed by that completely now i'm an adult i'm like is that appropriate for kids i didn't even think about it like i don't remember being phased by that as a kid no i didn't think twice about it like, my oldest sister doesn't let her kids watch spongebob and i was asking her why and she was like it's too violent i was like i don't remember spongebob being violent but then two people explode into a zeppelin i can see how sometimes maybe it's a little crass as well it could be a little but that my point with that though is a lot of times you know how often did that go over your our heads exactly so it doesn't phase you but i could see a parent not thinking about that not phasing their kid yeah they're like oh no i don't want my kid seeing this and being influenced yeah according to the concept art the krabby patty was originally going to be called the barnacle burger that's a lot of barnacles that's a lot of barnacles krabby patty is such a better name i want a krabby patty to this day i want a krabby patty mm-hmm. mermaid man's invisible boat maple mo- Oh my god. Mermaid Man's Invisible Boatmobile is a 1959 Cadillac. Hey, that's classy. Part of me now wishes we did a Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy episode, but... I know. That's it. I know. Well, uh, uh, Ray Man. Man Ray. Man Ray. I love that dude. Is this your wallet? (laughs) This must be your wallet. It's not mine. Are you Patrick Starr? (laughs) Then this is your wallet. (laughs) The way... Oh my god. I love that episode. That's such a good episode. The best comedic timing of Patrick's character. It's not mine. It's not mine. It's the best, like, spirit-breakingly dumb. Yes. So good. Frequently, a French-accented voice comes on to note a passage of time. It's a homage to Jacquois, Yves, Castel. <laughs> Jacques. You took French. It's like the most French name ever next to Pierre. <laughs> Jacques-Yves Cousteau. Yeah, well, that guy, he's a leading influence on Steven Hillenburg and his interest in marine biology. Jacques Cousteau. Dude. (laughs) (laughs) At least, like, have you seen the Pink Panther? Like, Uh, the Steve Martin one, yeah. Yeah, hamburger. Hamburger. (laughs) (laughs) Season one was the only season to use traditional cell animation. In season two, they started to ink, paint, and edit it digitally. You definitely see the difference, yeah. You definitely see the difference. It's very gritty in the first season and like a, not in a bad way, just in a... It is, it's just, it's just older. Mm-hmm. The Krusty Krab siren is identical to the siren used in Shawshank Redemption, which also so featured funny. Clancy Brown. It's so funny. This show was made by adults and I'm, there was a rumor somewhere where like, no, Spongebob was supposed to be an adult show. And I don't think that's true because I'm pretty sure Steven Hilberg went straight to Nickelodeon and was like, I can make a kid shows out of this. It was still made by, by adults, adults and written. With no regard. With no regard. With no reg- hardly any regard that this was a kid show. <laughs> yeah, Nickelodeon was very like, what can we get away with? This was still when Nickelodeon was weird. Like, this was still in the era of, like, weird. It was weird through Victorious. Like, it's still weird now. Yeah. When the series creator, Steven Hilberg, died on November 26, 2018 from ALS, Nickelodeon aired a tribute commercial with the words, thank you, Steven Hilberg, for making every day the best day ever, which is heartbreaking. I'm gonna cry right now. Yeah, it, yeah. Dude. And December of that year, they played Spongebob for like eight hours consecutively on Nickelodeon, you know, in tribute for him. I wish I had cable when that was happening. Like, <laughs> exactly. Should we do opinions first? Usually, uh, I would tell you why I think it works, and then it, since you did this, you go second. Yes, yes, yes. Perfect. I feel like we've already said a lot about why it works. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like we grew up with it and the fact that I've rewatched it as an adult and like I, there's never a time where I haven't had fun watching a Spongebob episode because like sometimes I'll go back and watch shows from my childhood and I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to skip that episode. I'm going to go watch a different one. Even with the Powerpuff Girls, I have episodes that I like and ones that I have to skip. And the thing about it, like not being tied to a time period, it doesn't ever feel dated. It's still as funny as it was whenever it 
came out. The funnest thing now as an adult is picking up on the things you missed as a kid in it. Exactly. Or really appreciating just the jokes they have in there. Like when Patrick goes, my brain's in an enigma and it's the boy's milk just spilling over. That is so Gen Z <laughs> meme coded. Like that is such our humor. And specifically saying the inner machinations of my mind are an enigma. Those aren't worth a child knows. <laughs> like... Or that Patrick Star should know, especially if he's no. thinking his mind is just spilled milk. <laughs> like it's crazy. It's like the kind of referential thing where we don't even have to be creative with referencing it. It's just like you could just say the reference or show the reference and people will be like, that's hilarious. It, you don't even, yeah, you don't even have to be clever with it. Just repeat a SpongeBob no. quote. People will, people are going to love it. <laughs> There's nothing to improve upon there, you know? Like, There's not, you can't make it better. <laughs> like, and I don't want to sound like a Christian mom or anything, but like <laughs> it's hard to make clean comedy that's really funny as well. Yeah. It's not necessarily fully clean because there's like double entendres and stuff sometimes and whatever, but like it is so purely like this is just funny. Like there's no nothing behind it. Like it is just straight up great comedic writing and timing for a kid's show. Yeah. That's amazing to be able to like toe that line perfectly. And to be silly and silly enough for kids to enjoy and adults and high college students who were too old to be watching a kid's show. Trixie Mattel. Yes, exactly. Who are just in their dorm rooms watching Spongebob with their roommates. Like, yeah, definitely. Like, it, it reached all audiences. It really did. It did. And I think we've talked about this recently. We were talking about Spongebob like a few weeks ago. I feel like Bluey is becoming that, but like Bluey's not necessarily... Oh, it's therapeutic. Yeah, it's it's doing a different effect, but it is reaching everybody. Yeah, I, sh I should have no business knowing what Bluey is, but I know what Bluey is. I tell my siblings all this because they're all of my nieces and nephews at this point they all watch it and they all love bluey every time i'm like oh i love bluey they're like really i was like yeah bluey gentle parents me <laughs> i need bluey it's healing trauma yeah bingo alone is healing my youngest sister trauma okay like i love that girl the the quote airport how she say airport i'm not going to the airport that's therapeutic just hearing mm -hmm. her say the word airport i love that <laughs> But what was I saying? Yeah, so it, it has that effect where it just is so universal. Not Bluey, Spongebob. Yeah, well, both. Bluey is as well, but... No, but I get your point with it, yeah. Mm -hmm. With those two as well, like, Bluey, if you see anything from the creators of it, like, a lot of them are on TikTok and they, like, show behind-the-scenes stuff, how much work they put into, like, the music for the show and, like, how much thought they put into everything. I feel that same way about the people who made Spongebob, where it's, like, not everybody would think to put that much effort into something for children. Like, nowadays, the stupid, like, half-acidly animated kids stuff that comes out where there's no dialogue, it's just, like, characters walking around and royalty-free music playing. There's no effort being put in, and they don't care anymore. Yeah. Not everybody. I'm sure, like, Bluey is, like, one of the few shows out there for kids where they actually give a shit. It is so nice to know that there's something so good out there for kids nowadays. With substance. With substance. Because you hear all the time, or you see all the time, like, uh, like just all the, all the just the shitty shit out there for kids i'm like that's nothing that has nothing they're not gonna remember this we're not gonna like it when they're older they're not gonna have memories with this it's gonna be a thing that they have to vaguely think of and be like did anyone else remember that purple blob i mean they're gonna have their shows like that because i know we had our shows like that but like bluey's such a good i like ubi yeah like yeah the thing that hides in the corner of my room when i have a sleep process <laughs> <laughs> i could not tell you what ubi sounds like but i see it in my brain but yeah, so like it's nice, like you were saying, yes, it is nice to know that some people like the creators of Bluey are out there trying to make something that has substance because companies are so are so fine with just milking the half-assed, stupid color blob TV shows that they just slap on Netflix for 20 seasons. Yeah, Coco Melon. And that stuff rots kids' brain. I wasn't going to name names. Well, we're here. I do love those little sensory fruits and veggies, though. Oh, yeah, with the weird, whatever weird music they put behind it. Those guys can move. <laughs> Yeah, you got some moves. <laughs> you're really not. You're really not a move. Uh, I can't think of a whole lot of shows mm -hmm. that stuck with me as much as SpongeBob, and that was so universal and so smartly written, and so much care and love put into them. 
Absolutely. It's an, it, the inner machinations of SpongeBob are an enigma. <laughs> Spilled milk. <laughs> yeah, I don't have anything else like specific about it other than like the episodes and stuff. But I started with mine saying like, well, I might be biased because I am Gen Z. I was quite literally raised on this show. I watched this mm-hmm. show. It started when I did. I, it did though. I was like a year and a month old when the show started. I probably watched SpongeBob every day for a good chunk of my life. I remember like my sister and I would fight over the TV remote as siblings do, but we could always find middle ground with SpongeBob. SpongeBob was such a easy thing to put on. Like, oh, it's, it's SpongeBob. What do you want? It doesn't get better than this. It's SpongeBob. This is why we have a TV. <laughs> yeah, it's the SpongeBob box. Exactly. <laughs> Disney could never. No. For the longest time, Disney was rerunning the same Hannah Montana episode. Like, I thought I was losing my mind. <laughs> like, I really did. Yeah, I was uh, watching Emperor's New School at, like, four in the morning as a child. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, what? Hey, sh- shape it up. I, mean, I get it. Yeah. It's rerun episodes, but like, change the episode. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, yeah. <laughs> But um, I looked it up too. I wanted to Google like, why does Spongebob work? And I think it's, it's this simple fact of like, it's Spongebob is a innocent character and he's beloved and it's sweet and just slightly, we- and just weird enough, you know, just weird enough to keep it. Get your attention. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's just sweet enough to make you like it and just weird enough to not bore you. Yeah. I think there's just a perfect balance of that. Too weird to live, too rare to die. Exactly. (laughs) Too weird to live, too rare to die. That's the tagline of Spongebob. (laughs) That's the tagline. Oh my god. Too weird to live, too rare to die. Damn. Shout out that movie I've never seen. (laughs) The uh, 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 Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, yes. It only says that in the movie. It's giving Rango. It's, it's giving... giving Rango. It, yeah, they make an appearance in Rango. Yeah, from that guy that was in Rango. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, like, I this show started when Nickelodeon was weird and zany. But like, now that we've talked about it, it was the probably the cleanest show at the time for Nickelodeon mm-hmm. to put out. Yeah. That, I mean, if there's anything that defines our generation, I'm fine with SpongeBob defining it. And I think the younger millennials would be upset if we did not say them too. Yeah. Because like, I mean, yeah, think about the younger millennials. They grew up on that show too. They were the actual audience when it started. We were a little too young. Yeah, we were kind of, yeah, we were grandfathered in a little bit. Because I remember my sister and my brother giving me shit because Spongebob started in 99 and they were like, well, that wasn't actually even like, you weren't even the first audience of it. It was like our show. We were only, I was like, shut up. How about watch the same reruns? Yeah, exactly. We were in the same room. <laughs> yeah, I was there. Yeah, I, I was there for new episodes. I bet we see, we saw so much of season one and two because of the thing with the movie where he didn't have as much time to work on it. Mm-hmm. They played so much of those two seasons, like up to where we could start memorizing human them. human brain functions. Yeah. It feels like they're spread out so much and that they would be later, but we were watching reruns of it. So it like makes sense, but it's like insane to think that all of our favorites are probably from the first two. Yeah. A good chunk of them, at least, yeah. There was an episode where someone ordered a fried Krabby Patty and it just looks like a giant chicken nugget with a stick poked through it. <laughs> I want that really badly. And he's, like, drowned in horseradish. Like, he's putting the horseradish yes. in his mouth. And he goes, ah. It's nasty. That's nasty. Oh, my God. That's so gross. <laughs> Is it weird that I thought of the, like, when they do that Olympics thing, it's like Spongebob versus Patrick thing, uh-huh. and they... <laughs> They jump into the vat and they're like both ice cream. Oh, yes. I want to eat that. I kind of want to eat that too. I get that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's all I have to say about it. Do you want to start getting into the episodes? Yeah. So we should probably explain where this whole thing kind of came from initially when you you had asked me. Oh, that's right. Yeah. If you could take credit for writing a SpongeBob episode, which one would it be? Yeah. I think this ended up being your final answer. This might have been my final answer. Band Geeks is definitely one that I would take credit for. Hashley New Slasher is a good one, but I didn't choose that one today. <laughs> but go ahead with your first one. So the first one I wrote down was season one, episode five, Pizza Delivery. Crusty Crazy. I mean, that's the highlight of the episode. But short synopsis, someone tries to order a pizza at the Krusty Krab right before they close. Squibber tries to dodge it. Krabs beats Krabby Patties into a, a pizza. He hears money. He hears money. Beats 
Krabby Patties into a pizza and makes Squidward Spongebob deliver it. For some reason, Squidward makes Spongebob drive the car, which he puts in reverse the whole way. He's like, backing up, backing up. I do that sometimes when I'm like in the kitchen, like backing up. I do that every time I reverse. <laughs> but I love that after he does that, Squidward goes, all right, so you backed up. What now? <laughs> they get lost. They try to hitchhike. Squidward has to save Spongebob from getting run over because uh, he's doing a pioneer trick. They get sucked into a, a tornado and then Squidward tries to make Spongebob eat the pizza. <laughs> it's that gross upshot of both of them, like looking down at the pizza like you see, like they're like just pulp fiction. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to, and they're walking, and we have the iconic crusty crab pizza. Is the pizza for you and me? <laughs> if that's not the most quotable thing as a kid, I don't know what is. Yeah, you're acting it out. You've divided up the parts. Yeah, I think in elementary school, the one from this, ep- the quote from this episode that got thrown around the most was <gasps> Squidward. <laughs> For some reason, we just, oh, it killed us. Because it's so serious. And then they find a rock. It's not just a boulder. It's, it's a, a rock. rock. <laughs> and then for some, Spongebob logic, same as there's fire underwater. For some reason, you could drive a rock <laughs> around right. like a car. And he knows how to drive that perfectly, but not a boat. It's different. It's different. <laughs> it's like driving a golf cart versus a car, you know. <laughs> And they get to the guy's house, and the dude's a Karen. This is my... I, no one, I say this to each other every time we, like, order food. Where's my drink? Where's my drink? And he's, he's so awful with Spongebob, and it's, like, one of the saddest things. It is actually really sad. It makes me upset. And he's, like, crying. It's cute, though. Yeah, afterwards. It's so sweet, because Squidward actually stands up for him, and literally just knocks the dude out with a pizza. In one bite. <laughs> Shows how much he loves him. And I think we've talked about that trope recently. I think when we did Spy Family. Yes. Where it was... A character that is like so or no we were talking about something else we were talking about king julian and mort (laughs) (laughs) or like one of them just hates the other one the other one just is obsessed with them Uh uh-huh and when the character that hates the other is nice love it it's worth it all you know it's worth all the hate yeah you're like oh you do care you actually care care about him you like me squidward (laughs) (laughs) you like krabby patties don't you squidward For this whole episode, I wouldn't blame Squidward for not doing that. Yeah. Perfect comedic timing with this episode where he goes, and just enough time to get back to work. And he just goes back in there. And And it's like two feet away too. Like they're (laughs) right there the whole fucking time. It's so funny. It's so funny. I love the nonsense geography of cartoon shows because it's like, that should be, that should be the chum bucket. exactly also i forgot about this episode completely the second half of it yeah i didn't choose this episode for both of them it just happened to be the other one i didn't like this one because it's always it's it's kind of sad patrick fucking crying like he's at a funeral yeah he's a crazy person (laughs) after losing his pineapple house to parasites spongebob finds himself relying on his neighbors to stay in bikini bottom soon spongebob must move back in with his parents but of course he plants the seed back of his pineapple guess i don't need this pebble anymore exactly he buries it he cries on the little tear and it waters it and immediately i just love the logic the pineapple grows back instantaneously with all his furniture inside yeah it's a very tinkerbell moment it's a very tinkerbell it's spongebob but i do love the the little call it's not a callback i guess the movie makes a callback the tear brings back his house along with in the movie their tears it brings them back to life in the movie yeah but i don't have much else to say about home sweet pineapple i don't either yeah this next one's in season two episode 15 and it's the secret box and i texted you saying this one gave me anxiety but also like nosy it gave me fomo yeah yeah Exactly. So Patrick has a box and he won't show Spongebob what's inside of it because it's a secret. Spongebob can't believe Patrick would keep something from him and it drives him crazy. This is you and me. Like if you were like, I have a secret. Yeah. You would straight up be like Patrick, I feel. If like you had the secret, you'd be like, I'm not telling you. (laughs) I'm Patrick. Yes. And I'd be like, please, (laughs) please tell me your secret, please. Well, he is flaunting it in front of him. I was really mad at him because he was flaunting it like obnoxiously like come on you wouldn't be that bad but like you would toy with me a little maybe i would yeah (laughs) i might i know you're i know you're dying to know (laughs) yeah i would tell you though yes i can't keep anything from you i just think it's so funny that it just it ends with him thinking there's nothing in there i always 
always thought that was such a funny way to end the frustration of all of it. Yeah. And like it having a secret compartment with the picture in it. Like that is just so funny, but so much more evil. Like he really knows what he's doing. That evil. Yes. It's so purposeful. Like he is, he is toying with him through the whole episode. Once you find out what was in it at the end, he is toying with him the whole episode because he's sadistic. He's evil. That crazy fuck. <laughs> Patrick's door. But I love that episode because he's trying to walk quietly through Patrick's place. And like he just takes a step and all of a sudden there's that elephant noise and like crashing. And he's just taking he's just taking little steps. That's how it feels to walk through the house at night, you know, when you're trying to be quiet. Just like, mm -hmm. Get a snack. Like it is the loudest thing you have ever done in your life. Yeah. It's a frustrating episode, but I don't think it frustrated me nearly as much as the other ones we mentioned. Yeah. But if I was SpongeBob, I would I would be driven insane as well. Yeah. Yeah. But Patrick genuinely is being an asshole. He's like, be he's being horrible in this episode. Like he's being mean. He's not being nice. And I think in the earlier episodes, he he was a lot more like that. He like becomes dumber over the years. Yeah. I think like they kind of in a way he gets a little flanderized. True, but not not in any way that's super detrimental. But like I would prefer him to just be dumb than be evil and dumb because that's a scary combo. Yeah, exactly. Well, he um yeah, because he can turn on SpongeBob a lot of times. You know, <laughs> he eats a chocolate bar. Now I'm gonna starve. starve. Like Patrick, <laughs> stop. Stop it. Stop. You shouldn't have eaten yours in one bite, maybe. Shut up, Patrick. Like, oh my god, it's just ridiculous sometimes. I do love this episode. This isn't the episode I originally, like, when I picked the episodes, it's the this next episode that I picked. But this was a good one to pair it with. What's interesting about going back through them, too, is not realizing that, like, there, there are episodes that don't come to mind as easily as the one they're paired with, but they are mm. just as iconic and funny. Yeah, definitely. I remember as a kid, like, kind of in a like, sort of knowing, oh, if this episode's on, that means the next one is this. Mm -hmm. I didn't have room for any of that <laughs> as I got older I needed that for uh other knowledge there were some things we had to throw out you know yeah there were some things that had to shred <laughs> it's the spongebobs and the burning brain just throwing papers <laughs> yes I needed it for college I had to <laughs> Yeah, but that it, it's an episode that I wouldn't have thought of at all. No, but I'm glad I watched it because I, I, you know, I haven't seen it in so long. But I remember it. I remember it very well. And it's so, like, classic and simple comparedly to the episode it's paired with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The next one is intricate. It's a production. It is. And this next one, it's Band Geeks. And it's the one where Squidward... They play for the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, it's Exactly. <laughs> Squirrely and Fancy Son he calls Squidward to play the bubble bowl. He's like, I knew you didn't have a band. And Squidward's like, I do. So he rounds up the town to try to train them for the bubble bowl. And it just gets worse and worse. Is mayonnaise an instrument? <laughs> no, Patrick. Horseradish is also not an instrument. <laughs> just raises the hand and puts it back down. My favorite bit in this is when SpongeBob's doing the pep talk. And he's like, you remember when your your boy was in the river and he got saved? She's like, yeah, that was a firefighter. Well, let's just pretend that Squidward's that firefighter. <laughs> <laughs> well, my favorite thing is he goes, Larry, remember when you, uh, when you uh, your heart stopped after taking all those sugar pills? I was like, did Larry OD? Is that what you're telling me? Is he on juice? I think he is. I think he is, though. He's, he goes, who revived you? He, he goes, uh, some guy in a pair of Let's just pretend that Squidward's that firefighter. Some guy in an ambulance. <laughs> and let's play for him. <laughs> and they're all like, yeah! <laughs> it's so stupid. Well, my favorite thing about this episode, or one of my favorite things, or not one of my favorite things, but I think it's interesting, is like Spongebob is in the background majority of the time until the very end, basically. And then he saves the day. And then he <laughs> saves the day just out of nowhere. But he hardly, I mean, it's a Squidward episode. Mm -hmm. And we see all our iconic characters. But like Squidward, mm -hmm. Spongebob is kind of taking the seat on this one a little bit up until the end i like that he lets squidward take credit for all of it i know it yeah well it's just it's kind of great because squidward needs to win sometimes you know his life is so sad he's got a shift tomorrow he needs to make it there yeah exactly and squilliam is such a bitch i mean come on like he is he's so mean to him it's it's one of those things with like cartoons where yeah this character kind of sucks like squidward's not a great person uh -huh. but squilliam's considerably worse worse squidward's the way he is because of squilliam 
if anything. So it, it just, they have to be so vile and mean. So mean. Yeah. It is probably one of my favorite Spongebob episodes, uh, the ending at least. It's so good. It's one of my top favorite songs of Spongebob. Yeah. One of my favorite things with this episode is whenever Squidward at the beginning when they first are doing practice, he's going through all the like sections of the band and mm-hmm. then he gets to percussion and they're all trying to like use the drumsticks <laughs> to <laughs> yes. And he gets skewered by all of them. <laughs> so dumb. It's so stupid. It's so dumb. Like, I was watching it. I was anticipating it happening. And I still died laughing <laughs> when it happened. Like, Oh, I love where the guy's like, big, meaty claws. Krause is trying to fight the guy. And <laughs> Spongebob very weirdly steps between them and goes, no, people, let's be smart and wise. <laughs> Something like that. What we should be doing is not... <laughs> He, he says it in such a weird way. It's so like weirdly like they had to put a moral le- they had to he, be like no fighting. Yeah exactly like it was so like the censors are watching. You have to... Yeah it was so odd I was like what why did he say it like that? Why does he look like that when he's saying it? It's so funny it's such a random but I think that <laughs> it might be the very thing of what you're saying like someone has to try to stop the fight you know. Yeah I'm trying to see if it's in the quotes of it because he says it so like weird it's so weird it's so weirdly put and said oh oh he says bring it on old man and spongebob goes no people let's be smart and bring it off (laughs) so what the it's so what's it called after school special you know and then somebody says so now the talking cheese is gonna tell us what to do fair fair let's bring it off Off. it's so random it's so funny yeah i don't think i'd ever noticed that before i just heard the big meaty claws and talking cheese i never internalized what spongebob said it's so weird it's i guess it's something as a kid like i don't think i noticed but as an adult i was like why did he say it like that that's so weird it's so unnatural it's so in such a weird tone to camera to camera like it's just funny i think i need to just have the quotes up for this so we can yeah exactly i do like one a two a skiddly diddly do oh that was good that was good what a quote that stuck out to me for watching it now was but i have a theory people talk loud when they want to act smart right <laughs> plankton yells correct <laughs> correct <laughs> When uh, they get to the bubble bowl, Squilliam, Squibber tries to tell him, like, I don't have a band. They all died. Yeah. And Squilly goes, then who's that? And it's the band. And he goes, oh, that's my band. And then it's Spongebob dancing. He goes, that's his eager face. <laughs> <laughs> I love his dance. That's how I dance. Exactly. Another iconic Squilliam episode is when Squidward says he works at a fancy restaurant. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's trying to always impress him or like prove him wrong. They just need a kiss. I think that's what they were trying to tell us. There's a lot of tension there. There's a lot of tension there. Why does Squilliam care so much about whether Squidward has a band or it works at a fancy restaurant? Why do you care what he's doing? Why, do you, why are you obsessed with him? Why are you so obsessed? Because he's calling Squidward. Squidward's not calling him. That right there. Yeah. That mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, you did it. You took my one chance of happiness and crushed it. <laughs> crushed it into little tiny bite-sized pieces. I really had expected better of you people. Oh, I'll just tell them you all died in a marching accident. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> it's so heavy. It's so heavy. Oh, my God. I just love that, like, they're done fighting at five, and they're leaving, and Squidward's just, like, waiting there by the door. <laughs> I just love it. I love it. So the episode I picked is season one, episode 10, Culture shock slash fun but for culture shock they have a talent show at the Krusty Krab and Squidward decides that he is the showrunner and he's the stage manager for this talent show (laughs) and Spongebob offers to do anything because he wants to impress his parents and Squidward being afraid of Spongebob being Spongebob on stage says he can only sweep or whatever he can only clean and he becomes the star of the show essentially yeah but my favorite thing i i don't know if you did you watch the thing i sent you with sound yes i'm a star star. (laughs) i thought of that like the minute mr krabs went my little girl's gonna be a star (laughs) yeah definitely also something that's always stuck with me since i was a child was when gary goes on and sandy goes oh he has such a way with words yeah what are you trying to say what do you mean by that sandy we need to calm down here Ma'am. We need to calm down. I'm calling the police. <laughs> that is a cat. <laughs> 
but what did you think about the episode? I just think of the hand sticking out from the curtain and the boo. Yes. And there's a point where Squidward, like, he's mopping and he's trying to trick them. They're like, nah, 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 nah. I love it. I think this is a very good episode. I also like his dance moves. I was thinking that too. I was like, he's got something. I thought he had something. I don't know why they so much probably because he's squidward <laughs> at least he's not playing the clarinet you know yeah. like we know that sucks and he was trying to do his own thing mm-hmm. i also love that spongebob's parents are there but they're sitting at a table with patrick and mr krabs yeah it's just so cute to imagine spongebob like handing out tickets to his family and being like come see me at the talent show it's very sweet yeah this is a very like straightforward for what it is kind of episode two and yeah no the thing that really stuck out to me was squidward's dance moves yeah He's got some moves. He does. Squidward is just kind of... It's very different energy from the um the marching band one. Yeah. Because he's not... He's There's no squillium there. He's not... Yeah, he's not trying to impress someone he's intimidated by, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, he's try- he thinks he needs to bring, like, culture, you know, to the Pekini Bottom, so... Yeah, and I think he says in a quote, the only culture that guy has is in his tennis shoes. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? It's so funny. Oh, wait. Fungus. Foot fungus. Yeah. There you go. I got it. I didn't know you were a scientist. I didn't know. I was uh, a writer. <laughs> a joke understander. <laughs> well, you needed some science knowledge for that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't think this registered to me as a kid. When he says, you bottom feeders, you don't even know talent. And they start going, no talent. <laughs> no, no talent. talent. <laughs> so good. But the other, I don't, do you have anything else to say about this one? No, I don't think so. But the other episode is the fun episode with the iconic fun song. Yeah. And if you were trying to be edgy, you'd sing Plankton's version. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And that's where we first all learned about punk music. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yup. So in the fun episode, it's our first, like, Plankton Spongebob moment. Yeah. So after another failed attempt by the evil Plankton to steal a Krusty Krab's Krabby Patty, Spongebob reasons that Plankton is just lonely and needs a friend. That's why he's so evil. After Spongebob befriends Plankton, the two engage in a variety of friendship activities. Unfortunately, Mr. Krabs must show Spongebob Plankton's true colors. It's a good one though, besides um, where <laughs> Krabs sells them to Plankton uh, in the restaurant one. Patty is a patty either way. <laughs> it's just a <laughs> it's just a greasy spoon without you. Dude, I'm serious. Where's the album? I know. It's good. There's some good songs from SpongeBob. Always has been. I think it also, like, SpongeBob set me up for a love of Bob's Burgers. Yeah. Okay. Yes. That's a good, that's a good way to, okay, also talk about a show that's been long running for a while now, too. It's on f- season 14 right now. Yeah. It. It's been running for a long time, but talk about a show that not only is funny and weird on, on its own, but has so much heart. It's so great. We need to do that. We need to do Bob's Burgers soon. Yeah, we should, honestly. But also a show that literally every single end credit had like either an original song or a parody song mm-hmm. every episode. That's dedication. I love that. That show is so good. But yeah, I really do think that SpongeBob kind of set up that kind of similar sense of humor mm-hmm. and like musical love for it and and weirdness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But SpongeBob definitely I could see the pipeline. Yes. But this fun episode, the fun song when we were kids was like up there with like the campfire song song. Mm-hmm. Also, Plankton calls Spongebob a naive cube, which just goes with the... Oh, with the secret box one where he goes, secretly, I'm a little bit naive. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I laughed so hard. I, that is my favorite part of that episode when he's just sitting there like listing his secrets. Yes, it's so good. <laughs> I'm secretly, I'm a little I'm naive. <laughs> To be honest, the fun song, whenever I think of it, I think of the campfire fire song, the campfire song. Yeah, I'm doing that now. And I realized I should have picked that episode instead of this one. Because that one's good. That's a new, that's a, or was a newer one for us too. That was a good episode. Yeah. I think I got really annoyed with the fun song at a certain point because it's like no one, like in elementary school. Yeah. All right, you guys shut the fuck up. Exactly, yeah. Like the campfire song song, the minute I learned how to play guitar, I learned the campfire song song. Yes. Except I don't smash my guitar at the end of it. I know, (laughs) I know. I just want to, at this point, I kind of want to see what the other episode is with it too yeah what is that crabby land what's that mr krabs converts the crabby the crusty crab into an amusement park (gasps) 
Oh my god, yeah. And you like, it's like these shitty rides and stuff, and it's like these little kids coming to the... I think I remember that, yeah. Here, look, I can, here. It's summer break, and Mr. Krabs wants to squeeze every penny out of the children who are out of school. He takes a pile of rusty old junk and concocts a playground of sorts. Like, I can see, like, the jungle gym in my head. I can't, I remember it. I remember it, yeah, it's like really bad. Yeah. The only other thing I remember from the camping one is Squidward has Swedish meatballs in a can. Yes, but they're eating marshmallows and the marshmallows look really, really good. I also want to eat those. Is it the Rip My Pants episode where he like <gasps> burrows yes. away and he goes, can I borrow a couple of these? Yes, and, and the goes, guy's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> with some marshmallows and they look so good. I don't think anyone has enjoyed marshmallows more than this cartoon character. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I get something from Noah, I go, can I borrow a couple of leaves? <laughs> and he goes, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> that is so funny. That's such a specific niche scene. It's like the, hi, how are you? <laughs> hi, how are you? <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my god. Oh, do you remember the one where Squidward gets fired and Spongebob takes care of him? <laughs> Where's your uniform? Because <laughs> back in the maid's outfit, which is weird. That's a weird thing for Squidward <laughs> yeah. to request much. That is so fucking funny. Again, a joke over our heads because it's silly. Like, oh, he made him put, him, yeah. put on a dress. And his parents are like, holy God. If it's not <laughs> sexual, it's sadistic. It, yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, like we could just sit here and keep fucking know, going through I it. Know. But I will say the most heartbreaking episode of SpongeBob is the Gary Come Home episode. Gary Come Home. Yep absolutely that's another iconic song too okay the way he gets found up though and he's got ass at the end it's so fucking crazy another thing that's one of those episodes that when they first aired it it was longer it was it was a longer episode yeah i remember it was that. like a whole special uh-huh and like there was more shit with the scary old lady yeah there's like a whole thing where she like refuses to give him back and it's like this whole thing oh i don't remember that actually i remember it being longer or not, maybe not. She refuses to let him go. And like, Gary is like scared of her. Well, yeah, because she eats snails. He finds all those shells in the um in the closet. Last one, though. Mm-hmm. And then we can wrap this up. <laughs> the splinter episode. <gasps> I remember that one being disgusting. Disgusting. His finger is like this big and green. Yes, it's so gross. I remember the plot. Is that the whole plot of that, that episode? I don't think so. I think it's like a... It, it has to be something else, right? I remember that scene, though, and it's disgusting. I don't remember how it starts or ends, though, but I do remember that scene. It's so gross. It's called The Splinter. It's about it's him getting a splinter. Episode. Look at it. Oh, it's so nasty. See, that show got nasty. <laughs> After a while, they they really got into that gross era. That's a season sixer right there. Yeah, right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we never even talked about Mystery, the seahorse. Oh, we snaw. Oh, I knew I knew should have named her Debbie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I find the coin slot. Talk about. I think even as a kid, I was like, "Yeah, that's a that's a butthole joke." <laughs> yeah, I think that's a vagina joke. It might be a vagina. Yeah, the coin slot. Yeah, you're right. The no, coin I think purse. it's a butt crack. No, that's a butt crack joke. Coin slot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because if someone's like the coin slot sagging and you can see their their butt crack, put a coin in it. I found the coin slot. Here it is. Yeah, that's definitely a butthole joke. <laughs> I just distinctly remember that episode ending with Patrick with a thing nailed to his head. Yes. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, he can't get through the door. Yes. I don't even remember why. I think he was building a corral or something for oh my God. mystery. He's just sitting there. Oh, we snaw. <laughs> I love, he's practicing. He goes, Mr. Crow goes, sounds terrible. Work on it. <laughs> <laughs> I am fighting the urge to just keep mentioning shit. I know. There's so many. We didn't even mention the Where's the Real Mr. Krabs <laughs> episode. Beep boop bop boop beep boop boop. No, 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 man. <laughs> beep boop boop bop beep boop boop beep. <laughs> I love that. <gasps> Remember the one I... where... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is so inside baseball. We're just... <laughs> All right. Gotta cut it there. We'll do an episode part yes. two where this is just it. We just go, do you remember that episode? Do you remember that you episode? Remember... Do you remember this episode? <laughs> what about the time that... <laughs> we'll do an extra time Johnny minutes. Depp was on there. Yeah, like... exactly. Oh my God, my parents would have shut up about it. Like, are you going to go watch that episode? I'm like, oh, I don't even know who that dude is, but okay. Uh, you mean Willy Wonka? <laughs> exactly. They wouldn't go, it's Willy Wonka. I go, oh, okay. <laughs> 
Um, well, I guess there's really no need for if you would watch it in three. Um, but how many episodes do you think you could watch before having to stop watching SpongeBob in a day? How much time do I have in one day? You have you have a day free. I'm thinking about a good Sunday. I could oh six seven hours. I could I could do a whole afternoon to evening. Yeah, you could watch a few seasons in that time. Uh, yeah, you could. You could get through them. You could. You could probably get. I, I think I could do, it'd probably be getting through all the ones that we watched as kids, I think would be like that amount of time. Hours, hours. I could do mm -hmm. it. I almost did it today, but I was so worried about us doing this where we're just yeah. mentioning other ones. I know. <laughs> that I didn't watch any other ones. Exactly. And here we are. <laughs> Going, do you remember? <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. You go, it's your episode, you wrap it up. All right. Uh. Oh, I dare you to do the outro. Dude, I don't even know. I don't, <laughs> I don't even know the first word. I want to see how far listen. you get. <laughs> I don't even know the first word. Well, thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I like how you know the well that I like start it with. Bye. That's uh, what it is, yeah. It's either so or well. well. <laughs> I, I just think you petrol. <laughs> you just go, because it really helps us out a lot. <laughs> and I'm like, mm -hmm. big supportive nod, big supportive nod. <laughs> I'm thinking mm -hmm. of when Pedro goes, when it's dark out, watch out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like completely butchers the line that's me right now watch out watch out <laughs> I, I genuinely was lit, was thinking about this i was like i wonder how much of this she could do <laughs> i know the well and i i don't even know all right um because i've edited so much of it every episode uh -huh. so like i know that i always go okay so um <laughs> Nope. I can hear myself in the recording, even before I told you that I noticed you nodding every time I said, because it really helps out a lot. Yes. I can hear myself chuckle like a little bit whenever I do it. Yeah, I'm watching you, do you. It. you do it sometimes. You do it. Yeah. I'm watching you go. Fake supportive nod. <laughs> here for you, girl. I'm here for you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Got gotcha. you. I know that's right. You got this. <laughs> She's so good at this. She's so good at reading. I'm sorry. That's so funny. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't ever want to hear it from you if I mess up the outro. Um, <laughs> it's not like you knew what I was supposed to say. No, exactly. You, you, you could change it up and I probably, I don't know if I would completely notice. If you confidently, like completely changed it, I don't know if I could like call it out. <laughs> All right, I'm going to do it this time. Let's see what's happening. I can't even, I can't divert from the script enough to, to try and change it. I know, exactly. I'm not trying to transition out of that, so I'm just going to go ahead. So if you have any recommendations for us, TV or movie, you can message us on our Instagram at Easy Big Takes. We also have a TikTok at Easy Big Takes. We have our website, easybigtakespodcast.com. And you can follow us on Letterboxd if you want to. And don't forget to follow wherever you listen, share with a friend, and leave a review if you can, because it really helps us out a lot. And thank you so much for listening. My name is Kat. And I'm Riley. Bye. <laughs> Hey, I have another line. Thank oh, you. <laughs> this has been Easy Big Takes. Easy watching out there. Bye. <laughs>